This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Hello and welcome to the Betting Weekly Extra Time Liga show brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Steve Wiss and James Easton with me, Rob Daly, to look ahead to the penultimate weekend of the top flight in France. Um, let's get a quick recap on how we did last week. Steve, starting with you, it was a good one. Yeah, I was pretty pleased with three out of four winners. Um, it should have been a clean sweep, really. I had at least 50, 60 minutes for Strasbourg to get me another goal against Troyes. Somehow they didn't manage it. So I was actually disappointed not to get the clean sweep, but uh, very happy. Obviously, three out of four winners, you'd take that any day of the week. And uh, the overall profit for the show this season is now plus 29.64 units with an ROI of uh, 11.43%. And I've actually tallied up the outrights. They're pretty much in the bag. Um, you know, miracles can still happen with a couple of picks, but uh, it looks like we're going to make a very small 0.1 unit profit on the outrights throughout the the whole season. So more profit there. I want to give a quick shout out actually to the um, the betting weekly uh, EFL show, which was uh, discontinued halfway through for weekly shows, but their outright show gave a profit of over plus 20 units this season. Ooh. Those that that tally was worked out recently. So Jack Wright, George Alec, fair play to you guys. That was the show to watch um, in in August, wasn't it? Yeah, we noticed that, didn't we? On the uh, the betting weekly league table this week, the EFL show catching us up, but we're still top. I had one winner, one loser last week, um, Rob, and one pick that was null and void didn't go off, which was the Dimitri Payet pick. Yeah, I had him to yeah, which we shot. discussed how that worked. Yeah. Yeah, we did. I had him to have a shot on target last week in their game uh, against Lille. We all expected him to play. Even Igor Tudor, the manager, had said he was going to play. And then at the last minute, um, on the day of the game, when Marseille named their squad, Dimitri Payet wasn't in it. And we think this was down to a lack of application at Marseille's final training session before the game. So it was a huge call by Igor Tudor, which might have backfired a little bit, actually, because Mm. Marseille lost the game... 2-1, 2-1, and not that Payet has been crucial all season, but there was a lot of focus on him playing in that game. So the decision to not pick him and then Marseille losing from a from an optics point of view isn't great. And it raises a question now of whether we might have seen Dimitri Payet play not only his last game for Marseille, because he's now suspended for the final two matches of the season, but whether we might have seen him play his last game ever, because he's 36 years old now, and there was some talk that he might retire this season, uh, sorry, this summer, at the end of the season. 
if that happens, then he's definitely played his last game. So that's an interesting story that's going to develop at Marseille over the next week or two, I think. Um, Marseille third, and it looks like they will finish third. Need a miracle to finish above uh, Lens in the Champions League positions. We're not discussing Marseille this week. We're not discussing uh, Paris Saint-Germain either. Uh, six points clear with two games to go and a far superior goal difference, um, of course. Um, but we're going to go to seven matches this week. And there is one game where both of you have picks. And it probably is the, the best game on paper, really, of the group, which is Ren currently in sixth, just outside the European places, versus Monaco in fourth, currently occupying a Europa League spot. Ren coming into this after a smashing uh, 5-0 win away at Ajaxia, which cashed in for both of you guys last week, um, who were all in on Ren and goals. Um, and uh, from a Monaco point of view, they led through Wissam Ben Yedder's penalty, but a goal from Alexander Lacazette, which helped Steve out with his picks last week. Uh, steer them towards a 3-1 win. So another defeat for the inconsistent Monaco. Steve Wiss, why can you not stop helping yourself with Monaco? Uh, because I keep winning on their games now. Um, Fair enough, Steve. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> you talk about Ren winning 5-0 last week, which we were both delighted with. Where was my fifth goal against Trois the week before? And we would yeah, have hit that massive yeah, plus 600 winner. So, look, Ren uh, are scoring goals for fun at the moment. Um my pick for the game is is the Ren team total goals over one and a half goals at minus one twenty five. Just need two goals from them here. Uh, they've got an incredibly good home record, the second best in the league. They've won fourteen out of eighteen games at home this season. Forty one goals scored on thirteen occasions. They've scored at least twice. So basically, when they win a game at home, they, they usually get a couple of goals. I think the only time they won one nil was actually against PSG. So, yeah, the, the, and it's been the same for the last couple of years, actually. Ren have been amazingly strong at home. They they do throw in the odd clanger where they just randomly lose like 1-0. But um, I think they'll be well up for this one. Monaco, if they're not careful, again, they, I think they're going to fall out of Europe entirely. But if they lose this game and then and Lille also win against Nantes, then they're, they're staring down sixth place. So, and I could see it happening because they've been crumbling quite a bit recently. They themselves have been conceding quite a lot of goals. Um, I mean, seven times in the last uh, 12 games. Let me look at the stat now. Uh, yeah, they've, they've conceded two or more goals in seven of the last 12 games, which is, I mean, the only time they haven't conceded more than uh, one goal has been the, against the likes of Angers, Jaxio, Lorient. So put them against anyone decent, I think you're going to struggle. This has all the makings. I'm not a head-to-head man. I don't know if you are, Rob or, or James, but the last 12 competitive head-to-heads, both teams have scored yes. At um, oh. That's incredible. You have to go all the way back to 2016, the last time it was a both team to score no, and that was a 7-0 Monaco win, where Mbappe actually scored a hat-trick. Um, <laughs> but minus 175 for both teams to score, and it's not the greatest odds in the world, is it? But for those who are looking for like a banker, in their parlay or something, you could look at that. But I like the team total for Ren. I think they'll win the game. Um, and I think they'll certainly score two goals or more along the way. Yeah, Ren are a very short price to win this game, which if you look at the league table, wouldn't make a lot of sense because they are still below Monaco in the league standings. But it does actually make sense if you've watched how these two teams have played recently because Ren go into this game in great form. They've won three of their last four, um, scoring loads of goals, as Steve has said. And Monaco have only won one in five, and that win came against relegated Angers. So absolutely 
huge problems at Monaco at the moment. And as Steve said, they they really run the risk now of dropping out of the European places altogether. If they lose this game and Lille wins, as Steve says, then Monaco dropped to sixth, which means they're out of the European positions going into the final match day. So I think Ren will win the game as well. But looking at the odds, they were very short to win. So I'm going on the goals as well here. I'm backing over three goals in the game, which is available at plus 102. And much of this is down to Wren's scoring form. They've been absolutely fantastic. They got five goals against Ajaxio last week. They got four goals against Twat the week before. They've scored 14 goals in their last four matches. Um, and I think one of the things which suggests Wren will continue to score goals across these final two match days is the fact that at the moment there are loads of different players in good scoring form for Wren. It's not one of those stages of the season where they're having to rely on one player. Uh, to get the goals, there's a lot of attackers at Wren at the moment contributing. We saw Amin Guiri get a hat-trick last weekend against Ajaxio. Yeah. Uh, Carl Tokawakambi has come back into the side. He's on loan from Lyon. He's looked pretty sharp uh, recently. And Jeremy Doku is finally getting an injury-free run in the team and is also scoring goals as well. So there's loads of different players who will be going into this game for Wren, looking confident and keen to have attempts on goal. And Monaco, I think, are going to find themselves in a position at some point in this game where they have to score goals to try and get something out of it because I just cannot see a way they'll shut out this Wren attack at the moment. Um, so I think, yeah, the goals, Steve's gone for, obviously, the Wren team total goals, which is a great shout. I've gone for the the match goals. I'm backing over three goals at plus 102. And um, just on that pick, if there are exactly three goals in the game, you get your stakes back. So you need four or more goals to have a winning pick. But what it does mean is that the only way you can lose with this pick is if the game has two goals or fewer. And I just really can't see that happening this weekend, given how these two teams are playing. James, could you give us a quick bit of insight into the, the mindset that Monaco will be going into this game? Because we know how imperative it is for them to qualify for European football, how it's such a part of the recruitment and sell-on process at the football club. Do you think there's the motivation amongst the players to go out and play well in the final yeah. two games. I, it's hard to think of a tougher game, actually, for Monaco this weekend than this one mm. that they could have had. It, it's absolutely crucial they do get into Europe as a club. That's certainly the model. Um, they really wanted to be challenging for a Champions League place, remember, this season. And course, looks as yeah. though they were going to for much of the season. We know Paul Mitchell, the sporting director, is leaving. That might have had an impact in the way they've crumbled in the final few weeks of the season because maybe the players feel well. It's the end of an era. We don't know what's happening. And we think there are quite a few players at Monaco who will be leaving this summer as well. So, yeah, mindset-wise, they really need to try to win this game, which is a huge call away from home against Rennes. Um, if, they leave, if they lose, they drop out of the European positions if, if Lille win as well. I cannot see them... I mean, they, they would probably take a draw because it would keep Rennes behind them in the lead table. But can you go to Rennes and play for a draw against a team who are as attack-minded as Rennes are? Mm. Monaco themselves, we know, are generally better attack-wise than, than defensively. So I think this is going to be a straight shootout. It's whether Monaco have got the stomach for that, really, this weekend against Rennes. I don't see it, but I think they might get sucked into that type of game here because... Ren will suffocate them and overwhelm them probably going forward. So it's a really, really big game for Monaco and a huge psychological challenge, I think, to try to pick themselves up from the form of recent weeks and get something here. It's going to be a very, very tough game for them. 
Okay, James, uh, staying with you and uh, Lance, who have been one of these stories of the season, uh, second in the standings. They won 3-1 at Lorient last weekend. It, it looks like they're almost certainly automatically in the Champions League group stages next season. They can get it over the line. And in truth, it's a kind fixture, isn't it, at home to Jackson for their final home outing of the season? Yes, it is. They're at home to already relegated at Jaxio. You couldn't ask for any more, could you, really, when you're playing your final home game of the season? So it's a 19th home game for Lance. It will be a 19th sellout crowd as well. They've sold out every single home match this season. So, yeah, they, they do still need a win here to be absolutely sure of claiming second spot rather than just finishing in the top three. And um, they do have Auxerre next weekend, which is... Not an ideal fixture in that Auxerre might still be battling to avoid relegation. So Lance will want to get the job done here. They're at home to Ajaxio, and I'm backing them on the Asian handicap. So my pick is Lance minus two on the Asian handicap, which is available at minus 105. Basically, it's very hard to see how Ajaxio can stop Lance running away with a big win here. And with this pick, if Lance win by a couple of goals, then you'll get your stakes back. And if Lance then go in, go on and win by three or more goals, then you'll make a profit. And um, anyone that watched the Jack show last weekend will know that they seem to be on the beach already, as Steve would say. Actually, it might even be not as fun as that, actually, for a Jack show because we think they've got a few problems in the dressing room. A few tensions are coming out now. They've been relegated. We know some players will be leaving. Others will be staying. Uh, they got beaten 5-0 at home by Wren last weekend. Uh, they were 4-0 down at halftime. And they only really lost 5-0 because Wren went easy on them in the second half. So how on earth, if you're a Jaxio, do you travel to Lance and put up any resistance this weekend against a side who are trying to secure second spot in front of what will be a jubilant and supportive home crowd? It could be another very, very difficult game this for a Jaxio. And to make matters worse for them, Lance have got the best home record in the division anyway. They've won 16 out of their 18 home games mm, this yeah. season. So it's just a huge mismatch, not just in terms of the basic quality of the two sides, but also the positions these two teams find themselves in this weekend in terms of motivation and where their minds are. So, yeah, I know... Um, I'm more of a favourites backer than Steve. So this was always going to be, I think, my pick rather than Steve's pick. I, I just couldn't avoid it because I think Lance are surely going to win this game by a couple of goals. And if they win by a couple of goals, you get your stakes back. And if they go on and win by three or more goals, then you're going to make a profit. So I was happy to back them at home. And it's, um, yeah, it's minus two on the Asian handicap and it's available at minus 105. Steve, you didn't see any um, any value in this one then? I nearly had nearly had the same pick actually, ah. to be honest with you. Um, but I thought, you know, let's diversify a bit a little bit more. <laughs> and um, you know, let James have his his moment here with the and I knew this would be that one of his favorite picks. I knew it'd be <laughs> I knew it would be one of his favorite picks to talk about. He loves uh, this sort of uh, he's he's been a big Lons fund all year, really, haven't you, uh, James? Uh, um... I also I also knew Steve. I knew that you knew that I would pick it if you saw me. <laughs> <laughs> you two, you two you, just know each other you, too well now. You it's... know, you talk about the beaches. There's actually some very nice beaches in the Ajaxia region, I do believe, but they're, they're more on a rocky beach, like you say, one of those horrible beaches at the moment where it's just <laughs> kind of falling apart, and it's very very difficult to make a case for for Ajaxio staying close here isn't it i was trying to think of a reason i could give optimism for any ajaxio fans but this really should be an absolute mauling and their home record is sensational 
Lons, I, I mean, can't even on... imagine what the mood's going to be like for that final home game. It's just going to be delirium, isn't it? It's going to be crazy. It's yeah. good. I mean, it's a, I mean, I've I've attended games at Lawrence. I think I've said to you guys before. I, I personally think on a good day, that's the best atmosphere in in League One actually at Lawrence, and that will be this will be one of those weekends, mm. you know. And and I actually think at Jaxio, they had a lot of players out last week with um, injuries. They might even struggle to put out a competitive side here this weekend. So that's I thought you were going to say eleven players yeah, well. there. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of kids thrown in, weren't there, last weekend in the squad? So we'll see. We'll probably see won't fill the bench out, will they? <laughs> yeah, but it's a sound lot, sounds more like my cricket team trying to get eleven men rather than a football team. Um, so that is a Saturday evening in France, nine p.m. Uh, local time uh, kickoff, and probably worth it for the sight of red and yellow and the flags and the scarves and everyone yeah. celebrating. Lance qualifying for the Champions League along with Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, let's go to our next game. It's one of Steve's picks. Now, Leon, you know, a, a European regulars, be it any of the three uh, competitions, currently outside the European positions in seventh, and they take on Oram, which is uh, Will Stills' side. Uh, what have you got here, Steve, to get us going? Over three goals, Rob, is the pick um, on this game for me. I really like the goals in this one. And it's a minus one ten. I think is the is the odds. It just screams to me like the sort of game which should be both teams scoring end to end sort of football. I mean, you just look at the last seven Leon games. All of them have contained at least three goals. All of them have been both teams scoring. Lacazette has been on fire. He's after the golden boot. Um, I think he's minus one thirty to score any time here, which. That's a, probably a bit too short, really, for a player bet. Yeah, you know, in case anything went wrong with injury or whatever. But um, it, really, the the goal should flow here. Leon are in sort of a free hit mode that they could still qualify for Europe, but I don't think they'll believe they can. Which that can help a team sometimes. The pressure goes off. Fifty nine points on the board. If they could get a big win, you know, and Ren lost against Monaco, Lille dropped points. They'll be in the race again for um, you know a European spot. So you never know. But um, I, I mean, I've watched Rams recently and for most of a season, they've been more of an under team than an over team. Towards the end of the last few rounds, often teams like that do just let the, uh, you know, the reins go a bit and um, and get involved in some shootouts because, the, again, the pressure's off. They don't need to defend for their lives. Last week, um, the over was a good one for me, Rams against Angers. They can see twice against Angers, which is worrying. Um, so I think Leon could cover this goal line on their own, really. But I do expect Rams to contribute. Plenty of got, uh, strong scorers on on both teams. Balogun, Lacazette, you might be looking at them any time. Yeah, time for twenty goals like... and twenty six respectively mm. in the league. Yeah, you could certainly you could have a nice little bet builder here, couldn't you? Maybe both teams scoring over two and a half goals. Lacazette and Balogun any time. I don't know what that would pay. Maybe four or five to one. But um, over three goals at minus one ten, I think looks a safe play. Um, at very worst, there should be at least three goals for the push. Yeah, you, you do get those games at the end of the season where where there's nothing at stake. Um, as Steve said, I know Leon do still have a small chance of getting into it, but you have those games where you think, well, I think they might just sit off each other and wait till the final whistle comes. And you also get those games where you do expect the two teams to have a bit of a go and create chances and score goals. And I think this certainly falls into the latter category because that is Leon's instinctive way of playing. And um, not only the goal scorers that we've mentioned there, but Ryan Shirky was obviously excellent for... Leon last weekend against oh, Monaco. Oh, yes. So, Wasn't that marvellous? Lovely bits that of skill. Of skill and, yeah. Um, yeah, showing what he can do. And he, he does look like someone who's going to try and finish the season strongly. And, and you know, with his talk about whether he might go to PSG in the summer, they're certainly very interested in him. But either way, you've just got players like that and Bradley Barcola as well has been in good form for Leon where you think that 
you know, with the pressure off, like Steve says, they're more likely to go for it than sit back. Mm. So it does lend itself towards a high scoring rather than low scoring match, I think. If you want to see that piece of skill um, from Shirky, th- did you share it, Steve, on your Twitter? I think you might have done. You were definitely uh, he about was, it the other night. Do you know what? I was dead impressed with him. Um, he deserved, the, the, you know, more than one goal, really, in the game. Um, when He's a brilliant player when he's in the mood, you know. Really, yeah. absolutely brilliant. Um, okay, uh, so that is uh, Leon versus Ram. Uh that game taking place on when's that game? That's Saturday. All the matches well. are on the same time. Oh, of course Rob. they are. Same kickoff slot. What am I talking about? Every single match Saturday evening uh, for the penultimate weekend in France. Let's go to the fourth game of the show, which is also Saturday <laughs> evening <laughs> uh, because that's Lille versus uh, Nantes. Nantes fighting for their survival uh, right now. Uh, in the uh, top flight in France because four teams can go down this season. It increases their chances and they currently occupy 17th, fourth from bottom and they take on a Lille side as well, James, for something to play for very much. Yes. So I'm back in the high goals here, Rob. Lille versus Nantes. I'm going on plus 2.75 goals, which is available at minus 120. And when you get these games in the final few weekends where there's something at stake for both sides, then I tend to lean towards goals anyway, because whether we like it or not, they're going to have to go for it. Leo will see this as a great opportunity to, to cement their place in Europe because they know their two rivals for a place in Europe, Monaco and Rennes, are facing off against each other. So they're going to take points off each other. And Leo will think, well, great, if we win this game, we're in, we're in a great Great position in the league table. And they go into it on the back of a 2-1 win over Marseille last weekend. So very much tails up for Lille and we'll believe they can get a win here against their Nantes side who have fallen into the relegation zone and are now in desperate, desperate trouble. So they lost 3-0 at home to Montpellier last weekend, which was a terrible defeat against a team with nothing to play for. And like you say, Rob, it means they're in the relegation zone. They have to try to win here to get out of it. You've got two games left. You have to go for it. And I just fear for Nantes if they go for it at the back because this is a team who have conceded stacks of goals recently. They've conceded 21 goals in their last 10 games against League One opposition. That's in both the French Cup and and League One matches. So you've got a Nantes team here who are defending really, really poorly. There's lots of individuals at the back for Nantes who I don't think are playing as well as they can. But Nantes have got to go for it. So you think, well, that defence at some stage in this game is going to get exposed. And I just feel that we're going to end up with another shootout here between two teams who want to win this game, need to win this game. And that lends itself, I think, towards an open and attacking match because I just can't see a way Nantes playing as they're playing at the moment can stand up to Lille and shut them out for very long. So at some stage, I think Nantes are going to have to come out here and do their best to try and get something on the strength of their attacking qualities rather than their defensive qualities. So, yeah, looking at this game, one of those matches with something at stake for both teams, I do think we're going to have an open and entertaining game here. And with that pick, plus 2.75 goals, you just need the game to have three goals or more to make a profit. I'm I'm just looking at the fixtures here, James, um, very quickly. So Nantes are one point from safety at the moment behind Auxerre. They're the away side for this game to a team chasing Europe. Nantes host Angers next weekend, the bottom team, worst team in the league. Auxerre play Lens next weekend. who might be on the beach and the beers next week, but yeah, still a superb side. I just wonder if if a point, if can, can Nantes contain? Are they a team with the capability to contain? Yeah, well, I don't, I, 
I don't think they are. I mean, I looked at this the same way. I would not expect yeah. Mont to go for this from the kickoff, actually. I think they will try to frustrate Lille as, as long as they can. And yeah, if the game then moved towards, I don't know, 70 minutes and Nantes were still on level terms, maybe they'd start to think what you're hinting at there. A point's not the worst result in the world. Exactly. So just, exactly. Yeah, so I think that might actually be their approach. I wouldn't be surprised to see a back five here from Nantes. It's something that their new interim manager has used anyway since he took over a couple of weeks ago. But I just feel they will struggle to get anywhere near 70 minutes keeping a clean sheet. I think Lille have got too much quality going forward. Um, they're too upbeat after their win last weekend. We saw Jonathan Bamba get on the score sheet for Lille yeah. last week. They've got Cabello... Yeah. Looked good in that game. Jonathan David scored, as he seems to do so often. So I just don't think Nantes can hold out. But you're right. I think they might try that approach. And I think what they'll do is they'll find themselves having to play, uh, having to go forward because they'll find themselves behind at some point in this game. I really think they'll struggle to to contain, even if that's what they want to do, you know. OK, let's go to Steve next, because we'll stay around the relegation zone. Um, <laughs> two teams that are sunk in Angers versus uh, Tour 20th. Versus 18th. You do have a pick here, Steve, but I also wonder how on earth you get a read on a game like this when two teams are relegated, how you can spot any potential value in a match that would appear to be so unpredictable on paper. Well, this is the match of the season, isn't it? Um, Angers versus Troyes <laughs> in round 37, the two teams right in the bottom of the table. I did promise last week I would have a pick on this game and I'm upholding my promise. And the pick is a man Angers. of honour. A yeah, man of honor. Absolutely. <laughs> Angers, team total over one and a half goals at minus 108. I just need two goals from them here. They got me two goals last week. Um, I thought I had quite a good read on that game. They they were close to beating rounds, actually. Oh, they yeah. To be a, fair, yeah. You died, nearly draw. died on that hill, yeah. If they win yeah. this game, they'll avoid the record, the worst team ever in, in league. Yeah. I think they'll get to 18 points, which would... So I think they're going to be highly motivated and... This Troyes team, uh, I keep saying them every single time I talk about them, they are a genuine disgrace. In the last seven games now, they've conceded 162 shots with 58 on target. Their expected goals against in that period, 21.61. And their expected goals themselves is 4.84. They How many get been... ten, 10 games, did you say? In the last seven Those games. In the la- that was the stats for the last seven matches. Yeah, the last seven matches. <laughs> Three it's, goals a game, XG it's, against, basically. It's, it's wow. disgraceful. The goalkeepers kept them somewhat respectable. Um, but this is one of the worst runs I've ever seen. They are getting battered every week, and they've been so lucky that they've not conceded more goals. So um, I actually think um, that Angers can get themselves two goals here. Actually, they have the... Uh, there's four teams with the worst expected goals this season than Angers, would you believe? Um, the, the, the problem for Angers is they've dramatically underachieved um, in front of goal. But I think they can get themselves a couple of goals here. Do check out who's starting at centre-back for them in this game. It would be potentially Huntonji um, or someone like that. Uh, because I think Tuara is so, so poor from corners and set pieces that one of the big lads at the back might get themselves a header here. So do check out who's starting. Oh, but uh, okay. I, I think Angers could win this game quite easily, to be honest. Um, and I, as long as they get me two goals at minus 108, I'll be very happy. Yeah, Cedric Kuntonji there, a contender for the worst uh, transfer decision of last summer when he walked out on Claremont to join Angers. 
and has had to since watch Claremont finish in mid-table while he's, uh, uh, he's got to Andre the being relegated. But I agree with Steve on the motivation. We flagged it up several times on the show. They do want to avoid having the worst ever points total in League One. So I do think of these two teams, Andre, are going to be the ones who are pumped up for this this weekend. Uh, we will come to Claremont very shortly. Target battered everywhere they go. I was just thinking of that song as you said that, uh, Steve, about them getting battered every week. Uh, let's go to James's final pick. I think it's your final pick here, James. Uh, Twa versus the aforementioned Auxerre. So Auxerre, of course, one point above the relegation zone uh, as things stand. Toulouse uh, comfortably mid-table with nothing to lose, James. Yes, Toulouse versus Auxerre. What am I missing here? Toulouse are strong favourites to win this game, even though, as you say, Rob, they have nothing to play for. They're in mid-table. And yet they're plus 102 to win the game, which is the market's way of saying they've got a 50% chance of winning the game at home to an Auxerre side who are battling for their lives at the bottom of the table. I just don't understand why Toulouse are so short here. Now, we know Toulouse are the better team. The league table shows that. I think they're 10 points ahead of Auxerre in the table. But just putting that to one side and looking at the motivation, the difference in motivation this weekend is going to be absolutely massive because Auxerre are one of the two teams, along with Nantes, battling to avoid that final relegation play. So I just couldn't avoid backing Auxerre here, even knowing that Toulouse are the better team. Motivation is such a huge factor. If you turn up and you're fighting for your lives, then it does level things up a bit. So the pick is on Auxerre here. It's Auxerre plus 0.25 on the Asian handicap, available at minus 103. And that means that even if the game ends in a draw, you'll make a profit. But if Auxerre win, you make a profit. If the game ends in a draw, you make a profit. You can only lose if a Toulouse side with nothing to play for, who might rotate, beat an Auxerre side who are battling for their lives at the bottom of the table. And I should say as well, Toulouse haven't won any of their last four games anyway. This is a side that won the French Cup at the end of last month, and that essentially ended their season from that, the that, that, point of view. To, the extent to which their season is done from that point is almost comical. So 29th yes. of April, they win 5-1 in the cup final against Nantes. They lose at home to Lens 1-0, and three subsequent goalless draws. They haven't even scored yeah. uh, since since the final, drawing 0-0 with Nice uh, at the weekend. Okay, I really like that pick, James. Very uh, tempting indeed. Uh, we're nearly out of time. So, Steve, we've got your final pick now. Uh, let's have it from you. Clement versus Lorient. Yeah, I thought it was about time we gave a bit of love to Clement on this show, really. They've been, we've constantly been against them all year. Um, I'm not going to be actually you backing have. them. I've been, I haven't had a problem with them. You, you're the one who keeps bringing up their XG and all that. You're the one who's. Well, I'm not going to go as far as back them, but I will back one of their players. <laughs> Heaven forbid. Um, Grejean Kier. Anytime score at plus 188. This guy has kind of gone under the radar recently. Um, he scored nine goals in the season, four of them penalties. Um, nine career penalties he's actually scored, only four missed. Mm. I've gone through this guy. He's never been anything brilliant, he, like Lons and, and Rams back in the early days. Then he moved to Switzerland, a team called Servette. Now, in the last three seasons, he has scored one goal every 204 minutes in league play, whether that be in the Swiss Super League or League 1. That's not bad. Um, over the course of a season, if you played 38 games, that would get you 17 goals. Very respectable indeed. So I think his tail is up. He scored six goals in his last eight games. I think this match, Clermont Lorient, could be quite high scoring. Um, I'm not going to take over two and a half goals, but it feels like the sort of match towards the end of the season where both teams may well have a go. 
and uh, we might get end-to-end sort of football, both teams scoring. And, you know, with Kay in great form, and the other thing, you talk about the penalties, Clermont are the most fouled team in, in Liga. 15.7 fouls they receive on average per uh, per game, which is, again, that's gone under the radar. I've not really noticed that. Maybe that's one of the keys to their success. The manager is, is making sure that they take the sting out of the game, they get cheap free kicks. They've also been awarded the joint most second joint most penalties in, in league and this year with nine. Ooh. So they, they know how to win a penalty. So yeah, I mean, this guy is obviously going to be on, on, on spot kick duties. He's also scoring from open play at plus plus one eighty eight in a game, which might be high scoring. Clermont are actually fa- even money favorites as well. So I think it's not a bad time to get, this is only a half a unit selection, by the way, on Grejean K. So hopefully I'm just trying to get something back on these Clermont matches that I've lost on this year. I've not done. <laughs> I've not done the maths, but I reckon. Um, I, I I'm pretty sure I'll be in a loss if I was just betting on Clermont games this year. But hopefully, can finish with a bang. I sh- I share the responsibility there, Rob. I have been equally against Clermont, so I can't let Steve take all the blame there. I've been mm. I've been against them as Steve's well. Steve's been Great. more full of hate though than you. <laughs> Steve's done it from a statistical <laughs> point of view. That's definitely true. And one thing about Grejean Kay is he's one of those players who does go under the radar, but he's vital to his side. And he can be he can miss chances, but when he does miss a chance, watch him. He just continues to do all the right things. Does Grejean Kay? So he's a, he's been a great player for them this season. Really, really important in attack. Great work. Last show next week to finish the season. James, Steve, thank you for your company. That's all we have time for on the Betting Weekly Extra Time League Our Show, brought to you in association. With Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book, at Because We Win on Twitter for advice from uh, James and Steve and all the pundits. And all the prices are available at the Bet Rivers website. We'll see you next week for the end of the Liga season. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.